Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. A proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media. Oh, yeah, I know our guest is very familiar with that. We're going to get to him in a second, though, of course, because we got to save the best for last. Of course, I'm joined by the man you see to the right of me. Guy that I would say uh, hates playing me in Thanksgiving football. It's the doc, Eric Mendelson. What's going Ooh. on? Yeah, uh, you know why I hate playing you? You hurt my thumb, David. It's not a it's not a, a Mendelssohn event unless David injures me in some capacity. He's given me a concussion, David, broken bones. Uh, now this. Did David come in full cleats again? He no, did not. Not, he not, did not. cleats. Uh, Eric got an end around, and we're playing two hand touch football. He got an end around, and stupidly, instead of letting me tackle or touch him for a safety, the man at last minute decides to try to throw a pass. So I put my hands up. To try it's to the Aaron Donald Russell Wilson play, and his thumb jams into my hand as I'm swatting the ball down and sprains his thumb. So that there's your long story short right there. But I mean, David, but, if I knew I was going to hurt my thumb, then I would have allowed you to do that. Obviously, yeah. Of course, you also know the other guy who I actually usually introduce first, but this is the guy that. Uh, how do you say? Uh, did you say loss or vesa por favor many times over the last week? Yeah, yeah, a couple times. <laughs> Johnny was away in Mexico, so he was enjoying many cervezas. I had my pronunciation complimented once, so I put that in my back pocket, and then uh, that's enough to uh, last the vacation. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I, I was living through you at that point in Mexico. Snapchat stories, all the stuff you're doing is pretty dope. But you know what else is pretty dope? That's our guest. And we're so close with this guest. I didn't even write an intro from head time. This is going to come straight from the heart, straight from the dome right here. We welcome in a man that grinds more than your favorite skateboarder. A man that stacks jerseys like you stack your dollar bills. This man, he is a podcast host. The podcast, the host, the creator of P2W Fantasy. Member of Fantasy Points Live and a live stream analyst for Fantasy Points. He's also a contributor for the Bear Goggles On. He says, stop playing just to play play to win one of my best friends in in the industry one of the nicest guys on twitter one of the hardest workers on twitter the man's got tattoos everywhere and even more than i do the man himself nick script what's going on what is up guys really happy to be back on the the og podcast here um been on the show a bunch of times uh consider you guys great friends great team in general uh happy to be here i got a uh, anonymous text. I can't say the name. It's blurred out, but it says, please make fun of Eric for wearing an, an Xbox headset. So I don't know who texted me that. I don't know the number, but that was just sent to me on my phone. But yeah, thanks for having me back on the show, guys. Oh, gosh. I do need to get my computer fixed. There's a hardware issue, which was why my beats aren't working. This, this is, is that, Xbox. This is the guy who texted the text. I'm not making it up. This is the guy I'll who texted you. His name start with K and end with Evan. It, it's... It's it's close to that. I, I met him online, and then we started doing a show together. It's the weirdest wait, wait, thing I had yeah. to tell my wife is, about. Is but. he a boomer? You can just say that, right? I'll give it away. Yeah. I, I <laughs> it, <laughs> oh, man, it, it's it's funny. It, I, I want to focus on you first, Nick, man. you're Again, we talked before the show. You work as hard as anybody that's out there right now. You were coaching, but you obviously have a daughter. You have a family. You're running the P2W brand. You're doing a ton of stuff for Fantasy Points. And I mean, you're doing show after show, this, that, and the other. How are you finding time to balance everything? And what's it been like for you the last year, just watching your brand grow as it has? So it's just been, it's been a lot of learning. I mean, even this past week, I, I tried to do a piece of content a little bit different and it didn't work out. And I just learned for the next time. And it's just been a bunch of trial and error with stuff, but a lot of things uh, I've learned, uh, I've continued on with and just kept getting after it. And, um, I mean, you guys know, and we talked before the show, David, about uh, just juggling responsibilities. I think at times it just comes down to prioritizing what's important. And for me, always, you know, the wife and my daughter and then uh, making sure I take care of, you know, my full time. But then uh, instead of playing PlayStation or something like that or 
uh, just sitting on my phone, scrolling through apps. I'm, I'm trying to produce some, some content. So uh, it's just been uh, about being consistent and getting after things. And it's been great. It's been great. Had a lot of uh, good connections through live streams and just DMs and everything. And I really love being a part of this space here. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Again, since we've been friends for so long now in the space, I've watched you grow and become one of the brands out there on Twitter that everybody knows about. And again, I know just from talking with you and just from seeing kind of from the beginning how much work you've put in. So it's been really cool to see you kind of blossom and being doing all the stuff you're doing, especially like right now you're on the fantasy point site, man. Like they have you, they have your picture and everything. You're really killing it. Hey, that, that respect is mutual though, because I feel like we, we both were floating around like a minimal following at some point, And we were doing a bunch of uh, things we probably grew, grew on from, from in the past. And uh, it's been great because all these things you are saying to me, I think the same about you guys individually and triple play is, is a brand. And I'm really happy that we're all under that same fantasy points media group umbrella. Cause I think that says a lot from where we came from. Oh, collective hug everyone. Yeah. And it was the, uh, the that's scene. the last time I'm saying anything nice. So Harry, yeah, there, ah, there we go. Okay. All right, fine. Nick, Nick gave the Steve Nash assist for that one. Uh, but of course there's a lot of great stuff we got on today's episode. I've, I've restructured it a little bit here, but we've got, of course, tonight are we 12 short stories, stuff or fluff, Super nerd, our obscure tight end touchdown of the week prediction. So make sure you stay tuned for all of that. After we'll go to our question of the week, if you were to make a football-themed protein bar, what would be the ingredients and what would be the name of it? And as always, we have our game revealed at the end of the show. But first, again, we mentioned the Fantasy Points Media Group. Make sure you use code 21TRIPLEPLAY10 to get 10% off using our code for the rest of the season. I believe they are also offering 50% off already rest of season. So again, uh, math was not my best subject. I think that's 60% you get off the rest of the season. Pretty solid deal right there. Also, if you enjoy the content of Triple Play Fantasy and want to hear more of what we've got, please check out all the great things on the Triple Play Fantasy Network. We've got our baseball and basketball podcasts, Super Fantasy Bros Between the Seams, The Trip Wire, of course, Coaches Corners, Fantasy Foodies, Movie Minutes, all on the YouTube channel. And if writing is more your style, you can go to tripplayfantasy.com where you'll see tons of great articles from our talented writers. Now, guys, I need you to know real quick, in life, you're going to face many pieces of hardship. The electricity may go out. The dog could have chewed up the sofa cushion. Heck, you could have burned the pasta on the stove. But the way some people talk about it, you think some people had just come back from a war. So if you didn't have water for a couple of days and all your electricity flashed in and out, that's not like exactly like you're storming the beaches of Normandy, but I digress. If you're looking to find your feet again in these tough situations and need to return to homeostasis, make sure you tune in to the Triple Play Fantasy Podcast, where the only thing you can consume that won't make your butt any bigger, and that's a guarantee. All right. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! Yeah! All right. Here we go. Starting with our headlines. I just got to say before you do that, David, I was shocked that you used uh, homeostasis relatively correctly. <laughs> John, can your short story be about David's plugs? <laughs> yeah, I, moved, I, moved the, I moved the plug around so just we could get more into depth here. All right. The, starting off with the Tennessee Tyson's Titans playing. God, if I could speak the English language. that The Tennessee Tyson that. Williams. Yeah, there you go. The Tennessee Titans placed wide receiver A.J. Brown on injured reserve on Saturday. Brown suffered chest, rib, and hand injuries during the Titans' loss to the Texans 22-13. Remember, he played only 40 snaps in that game, had five receptions for 48 yards. He's going to be on IR, so he'll miss the next three games. Obviously, he missed the first one already, so two more games to come. My question is to you guys right now. Is there any pass catcher in this offense you're worth to take a flyer on right now? And the bigger question, if you have A.J. Brown on your team, do you trust him when he comes back for week one of your fantasy playoffs? Nick, I'll start with you. Yeah, so I I was interested to see what the targets were going to look like for everybody else who's playing. So you got three guys that got some sort of work, and I thought it was going to be Des Fitzpatrick, the fourth-round rookie out of Louisville, only got one target. Nick Westbrook, a Kinney, might have said it right, five targets last week. He had the best day for the wide receiver core. Uh, and then we had Cody Hollister, which is a fun fact. He's the twin brother of Jacob Hollister, the tight end. He got four targets, and I didn't even know he was a player, and he got four targets. Um, the, the good thing about moving forward is that three out of four of the next matchups are against teams that are top 12 in most points per game to the wide receiver position. 
but I'm not interested in any of these guys. In all honesty, I don't have any faith in these guys because it wasn't like eight targets to this one guy and he had a good day. Uh, Nick Westbrook has had okay games before. Um, AJ Brown, I think if you believe in the talent and they say he's cleared, he practices Monday through Friday, then you play him. But if he is a game time decision, then maybe, maybe you don't, um, in that first week. But, uh, that's my quick thoughts there. I yes. really thought Hollister was Jacob Hollister. I was watching the game and I legitimately thought it was Jacob Hollister the whole time. They're twins. They look this. Is it a, <laughs> is it a hot take that I would consider selling AJ Brown for value now in dynasty? Uh, I mean, it's a buy low right now, probably. I mean, or I mean, I'm sure many people are trying to buy low. Like, like think him. about all the injuries that you just talked about, like rib, wrist. He had double knee surgery last year, and he plays a very physical style of game. Like, he's always fighting for yards after catch. He's trying to draw pass interference. Like, we've seen sometimes careers have really gone down quickly. And obviously, like, this isn't something to his lower body, but I was just like, wow, the injuries are starting to add up for him. We yeah. know how scared Eric is of injuries. <laughs> <laughs> you know, John, I won't say anything because you traded Derrick Henry before he got hurt. So, And then he got hurt you. two weeks after. Yeah, there you Same go. thing uh, with Miles Sanders. A couple bit of news that's come out uh, over the last 24 hours or so. CMC is now out for the season. He's been placed on IR, and he will not play any more snaps in the 2021 season. Right now, Chuba Hubbard is the favorite to get the work. Obviously, uh, Amir Abdullah should be there to get the passing down work. So right now, he's out there. Assuming that there's no Alexander Massens, who we'll get to in a second. I'm curious, and Johnny, I'll start with you for this one. Would you be interested in picking up Chuba Hubbard, or is Amir Abdullah for maybe kind of a little bit more under the radar, less money, I, someone you'd rather I think look at? Amir Abdullah is the better pick for this slate of their schedule. I I didn't don't have the teams for me, but they they play like three out of the top ten rush defenses uh, coming up. Uh, the the Panthers do, so it it's going to be tough running, and I don't think Amir Abdul is going to run it. I think he's going to get all this, the short screen passes. Yeah. It's not a full on bell cow workload. Like for Chupa Hubbard, like many thought they were earlier this season. It's definitely going to be split between both of them. And like John says, the schedule I will actually pull up the Panthers as far as their strength of schedule. As I asked doc, the same question, because uh, I have a second part to this question as well. Yeah. I mean, if you can get Amir Abdullah for cheaper on fab, I can't imagine Chuba Hubbard is a free agent in your league because Kirsten McCaffrey's owner is likely holding on to him, but they both got two carries last week. It'll be interesting to see the quarterback situation because they benched Cam Newton. They went with PJ Walker. So obviously if Walker's playing, I mean, it couldn't get much worse in the passing offense and PJ Walker probably won't vulture the goal line touchdowns like Cam will. So yeah, I, I would, Go Abdullah if he's a free agent and you can spend less of your fab on him. But I do think Hubbard is going to be the better option if you could get him. Yeah, the Carolina Panthers have the second worst strength of schedule for running backs rest of season, only better than the New England Patriots. So it's not very appealing. And their playoff schedule, fantasy playoff schedule, isn't much better. It's in the bottom five of the league, too. So uh, that's a very good point on that front that you brought up, John. Nick, I want to ask you the same question, but I also want to ask you, does this set sail on Christian McCaffrey 1.01 next year? I I think that two years in a row missing this amount of games and just seeing other guys stay healthy, it, it does. I mean, you can say, you know, some people still might hesitate a little bit about taking Jonathan Taylor as the 101, but he's been healthy and he's been having great games. And I think those that combination might sometimes be better than Christian McCaffrey who's probably in all health more talented than Jonathan Taylor in in my opinion but just seeing a, another guy ball out and be healthy these last two years I'm taking him over uh Christian McCaffrey um as far as these other guys go I think a lot of people have flashbacks to last year Mike Davis the upside that was there I mean four games of 22 plus fantasy points you're not getting that out of either one of these guys um I think Hubbard will probably get the most of the touches. So, I mean, that, that is more appealing sometimes to me, but at the same time, if Abdullah is, is getting the passing work in these games against like Buffalo, I looked at the schedule, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. I mean, maybe that has more upside. I, I think I'd go with the guy that might get more touches though, personally, but I don't think he's going to really win you a week. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely at this point, 
he's more of a flex play. Meanwhile, these high-end RB2s like Madison, like A.J. Dillon, like Tony Pollard, these guys are are RB1 slash high-end RB2s when their starter's out. Not the same for Chuba Hubbard in this sense. And Duel Abdul maybe has some flex play value here. Next one, of course, another high-end running back. Dalvin Cook went down with a torn labrum, dislocating You're going his to Eric for this one, right? Yeah. <laughs> going to go to Eric first for this one. Torn labrum, dislocated his shoulder. Right away, they said the ailment would not be season-ending. It's now being reported he's expected to miss the next two games. And they're optimistic he'll be return. I believe it is a Monday night game, the following game for that third game. So, Doc, I'm going to ask you, the guy who had the number two pick in one of our home leagues, and instead of taking Dalvin Cook, you took Ezekiel Elliott because you said it's just a matter of time when Dalvin Cook gets hurt. What do you think about this? Well, it's crazy because they come out and they're like, yeah, Dalvin Cook actually tore his other labrum and he's been playing through it. I mean, props to him. He has a very violent running style. I mean, he actually stayed healthier than I thought for the most part, but he missed week three. He missed week five. He had limited action week four. I, I, Our guy, Jamie Calandro, said that he would be six in redraft next year. I was like, how can you say that? You already know he's missing games. <laughs> like, that's the safest bet you can make is Dalvin Cook is going to miss time. And I, for the record, I don't wish for injuries, but he's never played a full season. Yeah, Minnesota has about a middle, uh, pack, middle of the pack strength of schedule for running backs the rest of the way here. Nick, with Alexander Madison expected to step up here, are, is he a weekly top 10 running back for you? I know this week against Detroit looks pretty juicy, uh, but he's shown, I, I believe he's averaged 3.8 yards per carry so far this year in uh, replacement form. I know he's going to get a lot of volume. Is he somebody that I know at one point they were saying he's a top five running back when Cook is out. Are you that high on him? I, I am. I am because I think he's going to touch the ball a ton. I think he's going to get heavy volume. Um, it's a small sample size across this season and last season, but the times that he's had 50% or more of the snaps, he scored 28.3, 23.1, 29.5, and 16.6 PPR fantasy points. So he does well when he gets the bulk of the work because the Vikings are going to give the guy a ton of work. Uh, this week, super juicy matchup, like you said. Uh, the Lions are giving up the four, uh, fourth most points per game to the running back position. So I think he has top eight to 12 upside. I think that's his upside where he can play. So I think he's a weekly play. Um, he's hopefully not your running back one. Um, maybe if he's filling in for a cookie, he kind of has to be uh, if you are able to get him. But I think he does have a lot of upside just because when we've seen him get the touches, he does really well. Yeah, I think if you have if you've been stashing Madison, you're definitely feeling good rolling him out right now. And obviously, as it says right now, if they're sticking to the two games, you're not going to have Madison for the fantasy playoffs become a starter. But again, if let's say Cook ends up missing that third game, you have a nice little lottery ticket you can cash in for the first round of the playoffs. And that's what these running backs are. That's what Tony Pollard. That's what Alexander Madison, AJ, these guys are. They're the highest end lottery ticket. So if you hold on to them and the starter goes down, you have an RB1. And what that most of the time these guys are. All right. Next bit of news. Zeke Elliott is expected to potentially get some rest. They said that his knee's been bothering him, and they were thinking about potentially holding him out for a game or two. I, Jerry Jones I is, saw he's not. They, well, said a full, gonna, they said a full workload. That's why I said. So yeah. Jerry Jones came out and said that there is no restrictions for Zeke. So there's kind of both it's, sides. It's of good to know he's here. still calling the shots down there. Yeah. Nick, I'm, I'm interested. If you have Tony Pollard on your team right now, are you playing him, I'm again, assuming that your running backs are not legit good enough to where you're like, all right, he's like my fifth or sixth best running back. If he's, if Tony Pollard is your third or fourth best running back, is there a part of you that's interested in playing him this week? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no if they do say Zeke's going to get a decent workload. And even if they're lying and he gets 50% of the workload, you're playing against, and again, we can't just speak out on what defenses do because it changes weekly, but the Saints give up the least points per game of the running back position. And now we're, we're banking on him getting hopefully 10 to 12 touches, maybe. And he's got to be very productive. And he's had some good flex-worthy games this season. But again, when you're going against a tough defense, now you got CeeDee Lamb hopefully back in the mix. Uh, Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz are playing well. They might not have the capacity to give two running backs 40 touches in this one. So I'm, I'm actually not super comfortable playing him. If uh, Zeke was a miss, 
then yes, of, of course. But a, a split backfield, I'm not interested in this uh, right now because of the matchup. Yeah, the matchup, like you mentioned, the Saints are one of the worst matchups right now for running backs. They currently rank the, like you said, the worst matchup for running backs. They give up under 19 points per game, seven total touchdowns allowed this season. Uh, it's not something that looks great for Tony Pollard. So I'm with you there, Nick, even if he does get like a 50-50 share there. Last bit I want to get to here, John, your Las Vegas Raiders, they're set to miss Darren Waller for at least maybe a game or two. Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau, we have the IT band, which you don't see too often. Foster Moreau is expected to step in. Is he somebody that if you're scourging the waiver wire for a tight end, should be a no doubt about it, pick him up for the next two games? Certainly. I mean, we literally have an example of earlier this season of Darren Waller going out and Foster Moreau getting a, a ton of targets and a touchdown. And with how thin the tight end position is, that's really all you can ask for is targets and touchdowns. And he yeah. got it. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's somebody that I think could actually start on probably a third of teams right now. I think he's actually a pretty talented tight end, if I'm not mistaken, John. he's He's got to work on his blocking, and with their line the way it is, that's why he's low on snaps is because he needs to be a better blocker. But he does catch the ball pretty well sometimes. Yeah, could be like a Blake Jarwin. Remember the hype for the Blake Jarwin <laughs> for Dallas? That's, that's kind of how <laughs> I, I imagine he is right there. Um, and then just other tight end news, Dan Arnold is going to be done for the year. He'd been kind of a, a sneaky, steady guy for most of this year. An MCL, a grade two MCL sprain is going to keep him out for the rest of the regular season. So you can drop him in any redraft leagues. All right. That's a lot of news. So we're going to get to our first segment of the night here. And Nick, that segment we like to have here, it's a, um, of course, they get rid of it on my soundboard, right? As I'm going to pull it up. <laughs> but, uh, all right. It's called David's uh, always clicking the ads by accident when the page reloads. When it's yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is this is our week 12 short story. So this is what you can do. You can talk about a surprise, a victory lap, something you want to come clean about. This is obviously your 60 seconds to use however you want. What's your short story from week 12? So I want to do uh, something that I haven't done this season and probably won't do a ton through my fantasy football content creating, but I want a victory lap, just like pounding the table <laughs> about picking up the Miami Dolphins defense because a lot or defense and special teams, because a lot of leagues still play with a defense and special teams. And I was saying this, I think in week nine or week 10, like pick them up down the stretch. They're going to be well worth it. So uh, they did not hit in week 11. I'm pretty sure my guy Elijah uh, Moore had a decent game. I'm pretty sure that's the week. But this past week, week 12, 25 fantasy points. That might have won you your week when your defense or special teams gets 25 fantasy mm -hmm. points. Now they have the Giants this week. They go on a bye, and then they get the Jets again in week 15. This is how you can be sneaky and win fantasy fantasy leagues just because you're winning matchups from your defense. So uh, I wanted a victory lap that just because, again, you got a running back in the defensive or, or uh, special team slot. So um, – one of the only times I'm going to victory lap like the Dolphins defense. So that's my 30 seconds or whatever it was. <laughs> Not, that's a good call. I mean, you're right. People sleep on the defense. They don't draft defenses to like the last round or two of their draft for the most part. And you look a week or two ahead at this point in the season, and that's huge. A defense that gives you 20 plus points over a defense that gives you four or five points, that 15 points is huge. They can win you your match. Or, or in Eric's case, negative points. Sure. No, yeah. no, thank God that stretch is over. That was rough. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, a quick, quick, quick side note, just uh, my, my last thing with it. If you are playing in a league with like seven bench spots and you are never going to play a wide receiver and you are going to make the playoffs, look two, three weeks ahead at who has the easiest matchups and see if they're on the waiver wire because what's going to benefit your team more, the defense or special teams or the wide receiver that you'll probably never play this season. So that's another Nick, thing. you speak to my soul. Hey, yeah, Eric loves the defenses, but that's a very good point. And you like Dolphins rest of season, too. So at this point, if you listen to Nick a week or two ago, then after the performance you saw last week, they're getting picked up everywhere. So you're not going to yeah. have a chance to, to go ahead and get them now at this point, unless you're prepared to probably spend a little bit of fab on them. All right, Johnny, why don't you give us now that I actually have my sound? Cool story, bro. Go ahead and tell there us you go. your cool story. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's not super cool. Uh, I was I was on vacation, so I wasn't watching the the games on TV on Thanksgiving. But I just thought it was funny if you follow it on your phone, 
and the the play takes a while to update you're like uh-oh something weird happened there's going to be like a penalty there's going to be this you're mm-hmm. like oh this is something good something juicy's popping up <laughs> and i'll see the rest of my time for eric to um uh rant about russell wilson's implosion is that where you're going eric is it do you would you like the floor for this no, I mean, I, this is, we know this has been coming. I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> there's no need to keep beating a dead horse. I mean, I you're could. wearing, you know, you're wearing Seahawks colors. No, this is not Seahawks colors. Uh, I don't know. Um, it looks like that little neon they wear sometimes. Oh, uh, you mean uh, the, the neon of a three and eight team? Uh, my short story for everybody that says having the early pick in the draft is beneficial, it's not. And I'm actually going to start trading down. So this year, you look at the top of the draft. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey on IR played five games. Derrick Henry likely missing the rest of the season. Dalvin Cook never staying healthy. Nick Chubb has missed three games. Alvin Kamara has missed the last three games. Zeke has been a safe pick, but he's had four games in single digits. So really, you drafted him as you know a low-end RB1, high-end RB2 with the floor that he had. For everybody that says, oh, you could take Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris. They weren't getting drafted there. You had the benefit of having a later pick and then getting a Stephon Diggs or a Gibson. So you get two good players. And then on the way back, people with early picks, a lot of them took Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins, Chris Carson, Darren Waller. So moral of the story, early early Henry Miles Sanders double up. (laughs) Exactly. It's not good having an early pick. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a year-to-year thing because a few nope, years. I will, I will tell you every. We'll, we'll talk about this off camera. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, if you want to pull some data for we'll me, we'll have to I, dedicate an off-season episode to this, an investigation into the top ten picks and how they do. We, the we have, we have a long off-season. When so we, we get, uh, when we get JJ Zacharyson back on, he's the perfect guy for that. If he could pull some data for uh to talk about oh like, yeah have our guests do the work for us no i wouldn't do that here's the show sheet please come prepared with this data <laughs> yeah right <laughs> be like oh he's gonna leave me on red if i do that uh my mine is uh i've been betting a little bit more recently than i normally do and i always do dfs and i've actually become pretty good at dfs like I, i'm do the millie maker and i do a cash game lineup and i hit both this past sunday and you i won I've the hit, millie well, no, I've, I've, I've only He's the like, top. Yes, I did. <laughs> I, if you, I wouldn't be here right now if I did. Uh, but recently, like only the top 20 ish percent of the million maker get their get money pretty much. So 80 percent, 80 ish percent of the million maker people don't get any money back. So I've been two of the last three weeks and I think three of the last four. I've gotten the million maker money plus like 10 or 15 bucks for my buy in, which is 20, nice. 20, 25 bucks. But then I'm also been obviously doubling in my cash lineup and this uh i also on top of my dfs i've now been doing anytime touchdown props and i've been doing it for a hundred dollars hundred dollar uh hundred dollars yeah and the first time i did mike evans two weeks ago and it was the week when he was playing on monday night football he had a touchdown in every game on monday night football in his career he was one touchdown away from the bucks all-time record i was like this is a smash and I got a hundred. We won a hundred bucks out of it. And then last night, I put a hundred bucks to win one hundred twenty-five on Antonio Gibson anytime touchdown. The man has like thirty-six touches for over one hundred fifty yards. The man is literally touching the ball every other play, and he's the only player that does not score. Like Logan Thomas had a touchdown turned away. J.D. McKissick has two fluke-ass touchdowns. Like I was like, how the hell is this even happening? And then to top it off, I stay up the entire night to watch the game. And I, I was supposed to get up at 4 a.m. this morning to work out. It didn't happen. But then I see, I stay up to literally see on third down, him get stopped, him break away to turn, change direction. I don't know how many of you guys stayed up for the entire game to watch the entire thing. But oh, no, no. <laughs> so he, a third, when they're at third and goal, he basically, it looks like he's tackled for a loss. He breaks out of it and then turns into the other direction. And he's getting blocky and he's going around the other side. And you're like, holy crap, he's going to score. And he literally has one guy to beat at like the two yard line. The dude like grabs him enough where he like twists him out of bounds at like the one and a half yard line. And I sat there, my wife was sleeping, and I was like, Are you kidding me? And then to top it off, what made it worse, fourth down and goal. The kicker's out. They can't, they're not going to kick the field goal. Jarrett Patterson is in on fourth down. And I'm like, I was like, Are you 
Uh, I, I was freaking ridiculous. You know what's I, funny, David? A, this isn't a short story. This I'm has been sorry. a fun <laughs> story. I'm very sorry about that. I'm very angry. And second of all, I'm now getting an adrenaline rush out of David calling me and saying, hey, what's the value on uh, Antonio Gibson every time touchdown? I'm like, dude, you're turning into a degenerate like yeah. myself. It's great. Yeah, it's not good. Obviously, I'm I'm going off a tangent on here. So we're, we're going to move into the next segment here. And <laughs> <laughs> there's no transition from that. <laughs> This is called stuff or fluff. So what I'm doing is I'm gonna read you guys a couple statements, and it's your job to tell me if you think there's stuff behind this, or if you think it's a whole bunch of fluff you're not buying into. This is also like buy or sell factor. I think Nick, yours is factor fiction. Everybody's got their own version of this game. So we're gonna start off with number one. Mac Jones is a QB one, so we're gonna say top twelve quarterback the rest of the way. Nick, stuff or fluff. So week seven, 10, and 12, he has been. And the the completion percentage has been great. He just had his second game over 300 passing yards. I'm going to say fluff, though. He gets Buffalo twice in the next four. He also does not have tons of touchdown upside or any rushing upside, which you you look for one of those two things from a fantasy quarterback. Guy's been great. His team's doing well. It's fluff for fantasy for me. Um, I'm right there with you. John, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to call it fiction. Um, <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? What, what is it called? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Fluff. There I'm going to go. call it fluff. Um, I mean, the Patriots want to be a run first team eventually in the cold. And I think that limits his upside too. In addition to everything Nick said, that's a good point. Yeah. They're always a sick, uh, I don't have the data obviously, but they've shown in the past that they will, especially with the running backs that they have, that they've significantly wanted to run the ball more when it gets cold, which is going to hurt Mac Jones and the upside that he might have doc. What about you? Yeah, no, I mean, they basically touched on it. I think the formula they have that's working now, they're not going to change it. And the defense is playing really well, too. And they're kind of like a, a grit and grind team, a little bit kind of like the 49ers of the AFC in terms of how they try to control the clock. So Mac Jones, good for real life, not good for fantasy. Seven touchdowns his last four games, two interceptions. So you can't even bank on him to have multi-touchdown upside week to week. Yeah, and Mac Jones, who right now is the QB 17 on the season, has been QB 8 over the last three weeks, averaging over 17 points a game, six touchdowns and one interception over that time, over nine yards per pass. But like John mentioned, the next three weeks, the second, third, and 15th worst teams against the run, or best, however you want to call it. So two of the top three teams against the run, and then right in the middle of the pack there. And uh, this is not somebody, I think, as it gets colder, like John mentioned, that you're going to want to trust that he's going to throw the ball enough. Because volume is usually king as far as in fantasy. You want your quarterbacks to be able to throw a lot to get you some fantasy points. All right. Next one we have is Javante Williams. Nick, will he be a lead back in 2021? In 2021, this season, I'm going to say, I'm going to say fluff that he's going to be a lead back in the sense that he's going to get 20 touches. Mm-hmm. But I am going to say stuff in the sense that if you lost one of these running backs that just got hurt, he could be a guy you could play. I might play him a- above um, Amir Abdullah or uh, uh, Hubbard that we talked about earlier. I think that, you know, week 14 versus Detroit, can you play Javante Williams? Absolutely. I think over a lot of these waiver wire guys. But seeing Melvin Gordon just get 17 carries and he looked pretty good, 83 rushing yards. I I, I don't I think there's a chance he might out carry. Melvin Gordon on a given day, but I don't think that there's going to be this game quite yet that he's going to get 20 carries to Melvin Gordon's three, and they're both healthy or something like that. So that's, and they love Melvin Gordon they do. on the goal they line. Do right now. So let me ask you this, Nick, before we go to John. There's been a narrative floating around that potentially when Melvin Gordon hits his incentives, since he's only signed for this year, that he might say this is a business decision. I'm going to protect my body and try to get my next contract. Do you think that's a possibility that once he hits that, we could see Javante the last couple of games of the year? I think personally that he'd do the opposite. I think he would want to ball out and say, somebody pay me. Like, look what I'm doing. Somebody pay me. Because if if p- people always remember, you know, they have recency bias. So when people are, you know, shopping, I'm sure, you know, organizations are going to clip everything from the season. But, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, if this guy's going off at the end of the season and he's looking good, Maybe he gets more buyers than if he just sits out. I feel like that's also a bad thing. Like what, like yeah. the next team that signs, I'm like, what if we're out of playoff contention? Well, I'm not doing it. I'm quitting on my team. And like, the, the Broncos are technically in playoff contention. I mean, like, I, I think that would be a bad business decision. If it, even if it was a business decision to 
there's a difference between holding out at the beginning and then quitting on a team mid-season, so to speak. I think it would be easier if they had like two or three wins and he could say like he has a leg injury or something. It could be They're one like one games. game out of wild card too. And I feel like Denver yeah. wants to play him. Like they didn't trade him at the deadline. This is the last year of his contract. Like what incentive do you have to bench him and to grind Javante when you have him for three, four more years? Yeah, no, I think again, you guys are right. I think a big difference is that they are contending. So they're going to want both of them there. He's probably going to want to play rather than I can't imagine. Once they traded Von Miller, I thought they gave up on the season. This is a weird, weird swing. It is. Are are you guys both fluff as well with Nick that he's going to be the lead back? He's fluff, but he's definitely like a flex play at minimum for me. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's, I'm going to ask you guys questions. Yes or no. Is Javante Williams a second round pick in 2022? Depends who the quarterback is. Stuff. I'm going to say stuff too. If no Melvin Gordon, if he doesn't somehow, you know, if they don't yeah. re-sign him or something crazy like that, I, I think he could be. I think he could be. Yeah. It reminds me, not, not to cut anybody off, but it, it reminds me a little bit in two very different players. But like last year, DeAndre Swift, who I love. I mean, I, I talk about him too much. He was <laughs> he was really good and he looked really good with limited touches. And, you know, he was in a, a bit of a, a split in terms of, um, you know, who's Adrian Peterson. Uh, and, and now we got Javante Williams. We've seen like really good looks out of him, but he's had limited touches because he's splitting those touches. So mm-hmm. if he gets all the touches now, then I, I think you can, you can make it realistic that he can be in that round. Should if he? Drew, if Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, the quarterback week one, he's still taking him round two. If Drew Locke is, then absolutely not. Oh my God. I, I think <laughs> he looked bad. <laughs> I think I'm still taking him in the second round as long as Melvin Gordon's not there, regardless of the quarterback. Like Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, you could argue he might be a back end of the first round. Yeah, that's that'd be pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I right now eighteen touches to seventeen touches last game. I said if after the bye, if they're not featuring him more, I, I'm out on it this season. So I think I'm I'm with you guys right now. There's actually a less than ten snap differential between them on the season. It's literally fifty fifty between the two. All right, next one. The Steelers offensive players should all be downgraded rest of the season after what we saw in the Bengals game. John, we'll start with you, you for this. You one. didn't already downgrade them. So, so I'm saying um, I'm saying fluff because they've already been downgraded. I mean, mm-hmm. how much further are you pushing them down? Um, I mean, Big Ben has looked immobile the entire season and he's looked anemic the entire season. So we made jokes about his depth of target in like week two. Like this is not news. <laughs> he has no mobility right now, and yeah, I mean it's it's pretty ugly to watch. I, I had Big Ben in DFS, and it was very. I was just waiting for him to do something, and it was not very pretty. Doc, what about you? I think you downgrade everyone besides Deontay Johnson. So this has been his targets the last six games: 13, 13, 6, 13, 13, and fourteen. Now he only has one touchdown. But obviously, if you're playing in a PPR league, volume's king. I mean, he's good for seven to nine catches and a floor of 70 receiving yards. And especially the fact that they are getting blown out a lot of games early and the defense looks way more vulnerable. That's a favorable game script. And ben, Big Ben, who can't throw it deep, that's perfect for Deontay Johnson in the under route. So I downgrade everybody but Deontay. And I actually think you raise him in your rankings. Yeah, Roethlisberger's QBR this season is 24th among quarterbacks, and he's only had one game. I would have believed you if you said it was 24. (laughs) (laughs) He only has one game above 60 this entire year. But you know what the Steelers are going to do? You're interrupting me in my stats. Can you chill? This is Big Ben's second straight year with yards per attempt under seven, which obviously eliminates the big plays in this offense. He's taken nearly double the number of sacks in 10 games this year than he had in 15 games last year. And I think one of the coolest, or not coolest, but one of the uh, interesting things I found is the Steelers' offensive line. They've obviously given up 10 sacks over the last three weeks, but PFF actually has them as a top 10 offensive line in terms of pass blocking. So uh, you have to wonder, is that Big Ben holding the ball, his lack of mobility to be able to take away some of these sacks? The offensive line in terms of the pass blocking actually hasn't been as bad as it seems. So that makes you even wonder more if, if Big Ben is what's really kind of holding this offense back rather than the offensive. Dwayne Haskins can't be that bad. No, dude. no. You know what the solution is? You fire the offensive coordinator, you draft another receiver early, and you just surround Big Ben with weapons in a new offense. That's what they do every year. Yeah. Nick, <laughs> I'll let you close this one out. 
Um, I'm totally with Eric uh, about Deontay Johnson. I actually think he's been he has been one of the best wide receivers since the bye weeks uh, weeks eight through twelve. Wide receiver nine. I mean, the volume is insane. So I think that you know if you can have anybody throwing him the ball, and if it's going towards him, he's making plays. So I I, I really like Deontay Johnson. I think he's been one of the best wide receivers uh, as of late. Um, curious to hear what you guys thoughts are uh, on. Uh, the rookie Pat Fryermuth, and he's uh, he's um, he's on concussion protocol. But again, and I know we we got to be careful with uh, you know how players rank in splits, you know, during the season. But also since the bye, he's been the tight end one. I mean, he's been really good since the bye. So weeks eight through twelve. Um, if you don't have Mark Andrews, if you don't have Kelsey Kittle, you, maybe you just lost Waller. Is he a play the rest of the season if he's healthy? Because I, I mean, he's he's been really good. What do you, I'm not sure what you, your guys' thoughts are. I'll let you guys go first. I'll. I think he's a definite play just because of the shallowness of the position. Now, I don't think he's going to be somebody that you expect a hundred yards from. But Big yeah. Ben looks for him in the red zone. I mean, he's had five touchdowns in his last five games. He's had at least five targets in four of those five games. I mean, the position isn't really that deep. So if you don't have an elite one. A lot of times they say, like, if a tight end scores a touchdown, then it was worth the play. So, yeah, I'm with you, Doc. I I actually have him and Kyle Pitts in a league, and I have him and I have Dalton Schultz. So it's like very much both of them are kind of like. God, it must be brutal to take out Pitts to put in Fryerman. <laughs> I did that in a league last week. Yeah, it was almost <laughs> literally right now. Who who do you play the rest of the year? Because I mean, I, I was listening to the uh, the fantasy footballers uh, earlier, and they posed the same question. Like, we got the two rookie tight ends. Like, who, who are you playing the rest of the year? Um, I mean, one guy can hit the 100 yard mark, but the other guy might hit nine targets and actually catch seven of them. I. To me personally, I'm playing Fryermuth until I see a big game from Pitts. Just because without Calvin Ridley on the field, Corderell Patterson definitely helps. But they're just, I mean, there's no reason to cover anybody else. They're just double covering Pitts. And he's getting like three, four catches a game. And you just, even though he's talented, I feel like you can't trust that. And he's obviously not getting in the end zone. For me, it's Fryermuth. I don't know about you guys. I'll do Friar Muth. I mean, I think you bring up a good point. Like it's it's also I like that offense better than I do Atlanta's. That's another good point there. Uh we'll fire through these last two really quick here. AJ Dillon greater than sign Aaron Jones in terms of fantasy points rest of season. Doc. Yes. And I just want to bring oh. up this stat. I just want to bring up this stat. So Matt LaFleur said after the game, he said the backfield is a one A, one B situation. A.J. Dillon has two games with 20-plus carries this year. Aaron Jones has zero games with 20-plus carries. So you really think, like, all right, the volume is there. And this kind of reminds me last year of Michael Thomas playing through his injury because he wanted to play with Drew Brees for the last ride. Like, how does Aaron Jones come back from an MCL sprain after one week? I don't think he's fully healthy, and I think he wants to play with Rodgers knowing it's his last season in Green Bay. Oh, okay. Interesting. I did not expect anybody to say that this was stuff, but I wasn't, but I'm convinced. Also, we got two. Nick, are you stuff or fluff on this one? I think the fact that they have a bye week, I think it's really going to help Aaron Jones. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go fluff. I think AJ Dillon has been very, very good. Um, He hasn't hit what uh, Eric just said with, with the carries, but we see these games with, 17 carries and six catches, uh, 15 carries and seven catches. I think I think that Aaron Rodgers has a better connection with Aaron Jones and losing Robert Tunyon, and then you got this weird mix of maybe it's Cobb today, maybe it's MBS. I think if Aaron Jones is out there, you can probably count on a good connection with Aaron Rodgers passing him the ball. So in, in PPR leagues, I'm still going to lean Aaron Jones. It's going to be very frustrating for both these guys, though, because I do I do believe it's going to be more of a split than we've seen earlier on in the season. Yeah, it's obviously, again, it's it's a very interesting question. I don't think many thought was going to be that way. J.J. Dillon had 25 touches last week. Jones obviously had 10, but was limited. But if you look at them on the season, it's actually very interesting. Right now, both of them are averaging 4.4 yards per carry. Uh Jones has only played 15 more snaps this entire season than A.J. Dillon, and both of their yards after contact, 353 
for Aaron Jones and 349 for AJ Dillon. So it's only four yards difference in yards after contact. They're both finishing runs very well. I think the key difference is what Nick said. Aaron Jones has 15 more receptions and pretty much one and a half less games than AJ Dillon. So the PPR aspect with the 15 more catches is there. And Aaron Jones is actually a far superior pass blocker, according to PFF. AJ Dillon's kind of more in the middle, and Aaron Jones is considered a uh, more upper tier running back. David upgraded his subscription, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Given the so, free ads left and right. There you go. So, I, <laughs> at the end of the day, I think Aaron Jones being able to protect Aaron Rodgers in passing down is also going to make sure he's on the field more, which is going to limit AJ Dillon's upside. So, I'm Aaron Jones on that as well with Nick. All right. Last one, real quick. And that is Rob Gronkowski is a top three tight end rest of season. Let's go quick on this one. Nick, what do you think? I'm going to say that stuff, I'm going to say stuff, which I really don't want to say uh, for whatever reason, but Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and I think that number three spot is up for grabs. He's been the tight end two the last two games, 18 targets in those two. What's going to be frustrating at times is that Evans has a you know a major target day or Chris Godwin has a major target day, but him, him and Brady's connection is, is very evident, and we've seen like TJ Hawkinson be like terrible at times and then really good at times, and some other guys do the same. So I think Gronk might be the most consistent out of the guys not, not named Kelsey and Andrews now that Waller is hurt right now. So I, I might say stuff here. I'm with you, Nick. I think it's stuff. John? Yeah, it just, it just looks like as soon as uh, Gronk is able to play, the targets immediately go his way. Um, it's, he, they seem to like to pepper everybody, but as soon as Gronk's there, he's just a, a gets so many targets. He's a, a target suck. He actually had as many target targets this last Sunday as Chris Godwin and Mike Evans combined. They each yeah, saw Chris, 10 targets. <laughs> I had Chris Godwin sitting on my team expecting a big day because it was a bad defense. He gets one catch for zero yards and fumbles it and then takes like two quarters before he gets another catch. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, I mean, there it's pretty crazy. The last two weeks, 13 catches on 18 targets for 194 yards. And according to NFL Next Gen stats, Gronk averaged 5.3 yards of separation on those 10 targets last week, which is the most in a game this season. With that much separation, you have to assume he's healthy. So I really like Gronk rest of season. Doc, are you with us? He's, he's healthy, but not eligible for USAA. Nah, he yeah. it, it's fluff for me. So as you said, Kelsey and Andrews. I actually think Dawson Knox that he's healthy now. I think there's less receiving options in Buffalo. I mean, we look at some of the injuries. Rib fractures, punctured lungs, back spasms. Those things just don't go away over the he's course of the season. He's built different, though. He's built different. He's he's built differently, but I don't see him being healthy and playing every game rest of the season. Also, Antonio Brown is coming back, so I figure that will take some targets away. And Chris Godwin has had an ankle issue. I don't think he's been at 100%. I think he's been a little bit more of a decoy. All right, interesting. Well, some very interesting topics debated there, and a lot more differentiation on these stuff for fluffs than I thought there would be, which is always a good thing. All right, let's. we're going to skip the stat the nerdy stat and we're oh, going to my nerdy stat was going to be that um Patrick Mahomes has more interceptions than Zach Wilson. Um, <laughs> I, he's normally doing Mac Jones but he's playing well so it's not as exciting. He has more interceptions than Zach Wilson. I guess you got your stat in then. I don't know Vic if you if you really wanted to say yours you're welcome to otherwise we can move on. We, we we can move on. We can move on. That's a good one right there. I I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. David doesn't like that though, but I, I no. <laughs> But I just look at who's first in the division. That's what that's what makes me feel better at the end of the day. I'm just looking at more interceptions than Zach Wilson. <laughs> I don't look at I don't look at my division, so that's that's good. You got that going. <laughs> All right, let's go to our obscure tight end touchdown of the week. And what this is is a tight end rostered in 50 percent or less of ESPN leagues that you think will score a touchdown this week. Recently, we have not been hitting. Brad still leads the clubhouse with three. John just has his Foster Moreau pick. Uh, I have one. Our guest has only gotten one so far, and Erica still has a zero on the season. Dan Arnold was going to get it until that's, this is like the third time I've picked a tight end that has gotten hurt mid game. So if there's one thing, don't ever listen to streaming tight ends from Eric. That's that's what we. You know what? I'm, I'm going to turn it around this week. I feel good about my pick. You you All can't right. listen to streaming tight ends. Everybody was saying pick up Evan Ingram this week. He's going to have a great game. That's what I picked. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he got targeted. He actually, I think, was targeted in the end zone and would have caught it, but there was a, a holding penalty. Dang, targeted. do you get do you get points for for being targeted, you, David? You should. You should. Obviously. <laughs> uh, Nick, why don't you kick this off for us? Which tight end are you looking at? 
not super sexy, and he's only scored, I think, once this season. But the Eagles are tied for the most touchdowns given up to the tight end position with 10 this season. I'm going to throw out 0.3% roster mm-hmm. on ESPN, Ryan Griffin from the Jets. You know what, Nick? Wow. That's mine. That's mine as well. <laughs> so oh, is it really? Oh, of course. I mean, I mean, I was like, at least, at least he's playing the Eagles this week. Oh, it's the Jets. All right. So his quarterback, Griffin. though, I, I don't know about that how, guy. But... How, how, what's his percentage um, rostered? 0.3%. <laughs> okay, good. good. They're projecting him for four targets this week. And yeah, he's not getting, I mean, he's had three targets each of the last two games. So I, it is a dart throw of Huge mass proportions, throw. but I'm with you there. That's going to be my pick as well. Johnny, who's yours? I had to uh, one up you on the uh, roster percentage. I'm doing James O'Shaughnessy Ooh. with Dan Arnold out. He's owned in 0.1% of leagues. This is where it's at. 0.1%. You can't get much lower. He's just owned in like his own league and is like his parents or something. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. If he scores, John, that's, this could write the ship for you. You had to catch up. To I, I still think we should count my Zay Jones pick before we started the segment. Like it was the week before we started the segment. It was basically the same thing, just an overall position thing. I think yeah, I you said Zay Jones was was going to score a touchdown from our first pod in October of 2019. <laughs> that's right. Doc, who's your pick? Uh, I'm going Cole Komet, and and maybe oh, yeah, I want to hear yeah. I want to hear Nick Nick's thoughts. Eight out of eleven targets he caught last week for 65 yards. Allen Robinson seems like he's banged up. You know the the red rifle looking his way, and uh, you know Jimmy Graham got the touchdown last week, but it's Cole Komet's turn this week, and it's my turn to get on the board. And he has zero touchdowns this year, so he's due for one. That's actually really important. I was going to pick somebody, but I saw they got a touchdown last week, and I was like, no, I can't do it then. <laughs> it, it won't happen two weeks in a row. He's been really hey, – he's two out of the three last games, he's been really good. I mean, he's like the one knock on Komet was always like the yardage he was getting. Like he was getting some decent targets, but nothing good for the yardage. But 87 receiving yards uh, week nine, week 12, 65. And then those two games, eight and 11 targets. So I like that a lot. The only annoying thing about – um, what takes away from him is uh, the bat. I don't know if you guys know that Jimmy Graham played basketball uh, back in the day. It's, it's been said nah. once or twice, but 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 they seem to keep looking for him in the red zone. But I hope Cole Komet does score because he's been he's been good. He's been good lately. Remember, remember, Jimmy Graham has a no trade clause. <laughs> that doesn't. Does really. <laughs> yeah, that that's honestly why Ryan Pace should get fired for like all the decisions, like whatever. But signing like 32-year-old Jimmy Graham to a three-year contract with a no-trade clause. It's just mind-boggling. That is pretty bad. Interesting. All right. Let's go now quickly to our next segment here, and that's going to be our question of the week. All right. Our question. (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes I just like throwing that in there. It's been uh, been a long week for you. uh, Some interesting videos over there. <laughs> I was like, they have really good analysis. I was like, is, is Nick is Nick hip to it? Uh, okay, all right, good, good, good. Uh, all right, our question of the week is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Triple Fight Fantasy is an official affiliate to Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest growing sports betting site in the United States. New depositors receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars using promo code Triple Play. So, our question this week: If you were to make a football themed protein bar. What would be the name of it and what would be in it? This uh, is such a David question. It's absurd. You know what? It's a different question, which we need different questions on this show. So, Nick, I'm interested to hear what you came up with. So I, I had to use somebody in fantasy that, you know, is I'm a huge fan of. So I'm, I'm going with a protein bar named Elijah S'mores. And it's just a oh. s'mores. It's a s'mores uh, protein bar. I've seen that before, like Fudge Graham's uh, s'mores protein bars. But yeah, Elijah s'mores protein bar. You should that tweet is, at him. That's amazing. That is fantastic. Yeah, that's good. It, that's in, good. I'm gonna make a video. I got the jersey downstairs, so I just like say something like that. Maybe, maybe I'll get. Maybe we'll get somebody uh, like Pure Protein or somebody to jump on board. Dude, I, I'm actually genuinely like blown away. That is fantastic. Hey. I think I, I, that's gonna that's gonna just poop on anything. I think we came up with. <laughs> John, what's yours? It's just going to be a, a protein bar infused with grass from real NFL stadiums. So you avoid the FedEx field when that one probably is bad for you, but the other ones could be good. Uh, I don't know if I'd eat a bar with grass in it, but I guess that puts hair on your chest. Maybe you could just be like, if you're a real, if you're a, it'd be like one of those like men products, 
Like they have like the men candles. Like David, you eat a lot of gross stuff to be talking about grass right now. <laughs> it, that's something the uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but the the Liver King. Have you ever seen that guy in like uh, TikTok? Look him up. He's like this crazy barbarian guy that eats weird stuff all the time. That's something he would do. Liver uh, King. Look it up, up. Look it up. Doc, what's your bar? So it's called the Gronkowski Spike. So you know, just a basic protein bar. You know, you got chocolate, you got peanut butter, uh, maybe a little bit of mint in there. But it's what you do on the side of it. So when you have the Gronkowski spike, you then have to chug a beer, spike it. How many times do I have to tell you, Eric? Gronkowski does not actually drink the beer. He just pours it on his head. You can watch. Oh, you're okay. You're right. You're right. Video. So he just pours it like all over his face. Okay. So after a workout, when you're done, you eat the protein bar, followed by a showering and a beer, and then it's the Gronkowski spike. Uh, I don't. That's kind of. That's a, so how, I don't condone that. that. Yeah, how is this like a protein bar? That, uh, well, the, the protein bar is the bar itself, and then the action is what you have to do after it. I mean, I There's going to be an edit on this video. It's going to say, the Triple Play Fantasy Network does not approve of what was said by Eric Mendelson. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know what? That. You have to dump a beer on your face after eating the protein bar. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll Mine, I'll keep mine really quick. Mine <laughs> is called the Chocolate Cover Corner Crispy Protein Bar. All right, it's because it's covered in chocolate, so the cover corner, and the crispy is like in the crunch bars. It's like the uh, the rice, like uh, in uh, you know what I'm talking about, like in your chocolate bars when it's got like the crispy rice in it. Yeah. And so it have that. It's got 40 grams of protein, so it's absolutely it's, it's a great. David meal came up bar. with this first and then decided for the question. <laughs> I have I, I, in my it was one of my dreams to have a triple play protein line, and I have chocolate cross. Or chocolate cover corner crispy. I have frosted rakes for baseball, and then I have Cinecrunch crossover for basketball. David called me one day and he told me the idea. I said, David, you're complaining about ha- not having enough time right now. This is the worst idea. Well, no, no, no just like I could I, I I, I do a couple hours a week. I love the concept of David just saying it'll have 40 grams of protein in it. Like that's yeah, a thing I, that's possible. If I do, if I like in a, in a bar that's not like the size like this, like no, it'll, it'll be like normal size for 40 grams. Don't worry. Yeah, it'll be something. One of these days, you are going to see triple play protein bars on the market. It's just yeah, I'm going to be the one that makes it. <laughs> we'll see. All right, let's go to our last segment of the night here, and this is going to be our game of the week. All right, our game of the week here, and this is a game that I like to call Pass the Player, okay? So how this is going to work is I'll start with Eric and then John and then Nick and then back to Eric and so on. We're going through the alphabet, A, B, C, D, so on. Everybody gets their letter. Oh, God, I've already lost. I'm going to just blink. (laughs) So what it is is you have to name a player with the last name that starts with that letter. Okay. I, 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 I'm already done with B. I don't know. And so what we're going to do is first round, you can name any offensive player, any offensive player, just in the history of football. Once we get through one round, if everybody's still in, then it has to be only active players. Okay. okay. Are we doing only offense or can we do both sides? No, yeah, let's we'll, just do both sides. I feel like we'll be here all day if we do both sides. I, I don't know. I'm struggling with a B. <laughs> all right. Is, I'm going to talk to the games committee real quick. No, they said only offensive players. Okay, that's okay. fine. All right. I feel bad for whoever won, which one of us gets X. All right, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to exit my soundboard, and I'm going to share a timer on screen so you guys can see. You get 10 seconds to answer, all right? And if you do not have an answer in the 10 seconds, then you get a strike. Three strikes, and you're out, just like baseball, okay. even though this is football, okay? We all good on the rules? Yeah. All right, Eric. Got my hands up. I'm not using my keyboard. Oh, see, I I like that. That's honest, honest games. I don't even know what you would search to try and come up with. (laughs) (laughs) Players start with blah 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 really quickly. Okay, all right. So any any offensive player of all time, first round, and then if we're still in, then active players. Doc, you ready? Mm -hmm. All right, go. Sean Alexander. John. Dave. David Boston. Who? Look him up. He's a real player. 2002 NFL leading receiver, David. Oh, good. Go. good. Conklin. All right. Tyler Conklin. Doc. Dennis Dixon. All right. I'm going to keep the alliteration, Eric Ebron. Oh, all right. And I'm going to keep it going with Felipe Franks. Oh, that's a good one. That's, I'll, I like that. I'll, I'll keep it going. Graham Gano. 
H is a tough one, I feel like. Hair, uh, Sean Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John's got a strike. All right, Nick, it's to you. Mark Ingram. For H, or does he have to go to I? No, I just go to the next one. Right, Mark Ingram. Brandon Jacobs. Oh, God damn it. Cooper Cup. Oh, wait, that's a buzzard. <laughs> Philip Lindsay. Donovan McNabb. Nordstrom Rack. All right, John's got two strikes. So I got O. Ogum Bawale. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. If I said it right. Oh, no. Oh, I can't believe what letter I'm getting stuck on the loop. Um, wait, wait, hold on. It's me for Q? What What comes after? I'm, I'm blanking on the letter. <laughs> O-P? O-P, yes. Okay. Uh, Tim Patrick. I thought it was Q for some second. Go ahead, John. I don't know if anybody's last name. Quincy, something Quincy. I don't know if there's – you have to say who the player is. You were thinking Quincy Anunwa. All right. Yeah, I know. I don't know if there's anyone whose last name starts with Q. All right, John is out. We're down to Nick and Eric. R, right? Matt Matt Ryan. Steve Smith. Adam Troutman. Taquan Underwood. Nice. I'm, I'm V, right? Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to say that. I got four. I'm going to get my X there, I think. All right. Nick got his first strike. Eric, you're up. Roy Williams. X, Y. I got Z. W, X. X. Yeah. Oh, X. X. I ain't got an X. I don't have an right. X. For the, for the record, I looked it up. There's only one active player whose last name starts with a Q who's a uh, on the offense. Well, I knew two. I knew a former name, one that was retired. Well, you could Scott name any, and David Questenbury. You could so, name all time for the Brian first Brian Quick. Yeah. All right, I'm why. Oh, I thought we could only do active players. Oh, that Pitt. was if we got through the first round and there was still like... I thought that first round was just us, like, ABC. The, the first round is... Any player on the offensive side. We're doing then, this three times. No, we're, we're going to lose after the second round. <laughs> uh, I'm Y, Vince Young. Greg Zerloin. All right. Now Nick has two strikes. Eric has zero. Now you can only do active players. Nick's got two strikes. Oh. Eric has zero. All right. Starting oh. with, we had Eric start off last time. So Nick, you could start with A. Devontae Adams. Rashad Bateman. Brandon Cooks. Sam Darnold. Evan Ingram. Did we use that before? No, I don't think no, so. No, you're good. Pat Fryermuth. Ooh, good save. G. Why can't I think of a G? Nick. Come Kenny on, Gainwell. Nick. Kenny Gainwell. Oh, I was going to say Robbie Gold. That's your Oh, yeah. Picture. I'm at H. Yeah. Kareem Hunt. Ooh. That was a letter I screwed up on. I. Got me. All right. Got me. Got me. Can you think of an I? Uh, he already said Mark Ingram. Yeah. Uh,. I was I was thinking of Jay. Give me a second to think of I. I'm trying to think if I can. Yeah, I got blank. Rocket Ismail. <laughs> There's definitely yeah. somebody I I can't think of the top of my head either. That was a hard one to get stuck on for. Kirk. Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas. Oh no, that's he. That's the first name. What am I thinking? Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> I think Ingram was like the perfect one. Andy Isabella. Oh, there oh, we go. That was, oh, oh man, that would have I if you. Did that off the pole? I might have had to just give you. The yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking there. Yeah, that's that's tough. Good game, good game though, Eric. 
Hey, you well, too, Nick. Well, Doc, I unhooked my soundboard so you don't get your one-man cheer, unfortunately. We know that person is there. Thank you for supporting. Yeah, Give my face time to Nick, though. Yeah, I'll say on that note, we're going to make sure we get Nick out of here. Nick, thanks so much for joining the show, man. It's always cool having you on. Again, you're one of my best friends in the space, and truly appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Uh, respect is 100% mutual. You guys are not just um, – great people in the space you guys are great friends and that's crazy what um you can meet people online and have a common interest and then they become your actual life friends and i've been able to hang out with you guys in person which has been awesome and we'll do that again in the the, the future here so uh yeah thanks for having me back on guys always appreciate it of course man and you're right uh i mean this summer we'll plan something it's going to be something epic for sure when we do get that together but uh before we get out of here please give the people everything you're doing what you're doing with fantasy points, the podcast, all that stuff, but make sure if they've been living under a rock, they can start rectifying that right now. So uh, most most of my content, I'm on like, I got a Facebook thing, I got a TikTok, but all my content always comes back to, to Twitter. So at P2W Fantasy on Twitter, um, I go live at least once a week, always on Wednesdays with uh, Kevin, who we all know, and uh, sometimes on Mondays, which I've been doing lately, drop a bunch of short videos throughout the week. Um, also do, uh, like quick thread write-ups and, um, you know, waiver, waiver information. I do a live stream with fantasy points on Sundays as well. So I just try to stay as active as possible and, uh, drop a variety of content, just like you guys do as well with the uh, triple play. Yeah. Again, one of the best guys in the industry and drops a ton of great knowledge. If you're not following him on Twitter, whether it's for the good analysis, he gives pictures of his family all the jerseys he's got, the sports, all three sports. Make sure you follow him for all that great stuff. Next week, we'll be back with another great guest to break down week 13. But until then, everyone, be safe out there. Enjoy your seven hours of commercial-free football. And we're going to make like a bread truck. We're going to haul these buns. Catch you guys in the next one.